Welcome back to another mini episode of the Front Page Football Podcast. And wow, what a game we have just witnessed between Adelaide United and Melbourne City. 4-2 winners, Adelaide United. Um, statement win for sure. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best performances from them this season. Um, definitely in an attacking standpoint. And they've they've knocked off the, the Premier's elect. Uh, and I guess what everyone's probably calling the Champions elect in Melbourne City. I'm joined tonight, first of all, by our usual mini regular from over there in WA, um, Matt Olson and uh, Matt. Do, do you want to talk about the Powerade bottles, or, or should should I? What? How, how do we want to do this? Um, I'm here to talk about a football game. What? What Powerade bottles? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, no, oh look. So, so here's the deal. So here's the deal. Last week during the mini, which was a very serious mini, by the way, where we were talking about the allegations <laughs> against Ruben Zakovic, and and Matt rocks up and he's got next to the microphone he's got a powerade bottle on each side basically to imitate uh him being a manager in a post-match or pre-match uh press conference um and i was basically just in tears off air and he's and he's and he's come up with it he's actually just gone he's just gone out before we've recorded this podcast and he's brought two bottles of powerade just to have for the mini that's the dedication to the joke that we're talking about here yeah, uh, you know, I always say that this show needs a bit more character um, because thanks, we're often, mate. Thanks, uh, mate. No, come on, <laughs> we're so we're so focused on football, and we're just we can be a bit dry sometimes, and we we need it. So you know, I, I popped in with the press conference look, and also Christian and I are now both you know accredited press who attend press conferences on the regular, and it's it's just it's an all around good vibe, you know. So there's another element of it, but look, Christian, the uh, the game tonight, I've actually. Uh, told a mate pre-game, I've I've picked Adelaide two one, and I felt that they were due for for a big performance mm-hmm. like this because Friday night games against Victorian sides, mm-hmm. Adelaide always fire up for that, and they did exactly True. that tonight. And I got to say, look, one thing that immediately sticks out to me is, look, I know the one day situation is terrible. As you know, he's a former Perth player. I have a lot of love and respect for that man, but seeing Louis Derigo back into the team. As a regular, seeing him emerge, seeing him score a goal tonight, I just can't help but feel that Adelaide have found their missing piece and their piece that wasn't actually missing but was there all along. So, um, yeah, a lot of thoughts out of this one, but I'm not actually that surprised by what is a pretty big upset. So I'll, I'll just I'll just say something really briefly on that the Dorigo thing before I introduce the 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 other man who's joining us tonight on the pod. Um, but Dorigo, kind of. You know, you can make the argument that maybe he's actually starting to understand that more advanced role in midfield now because me and Antonis have had obviously had, you know, conversations, debates for for you know the, the whole season about this midfield makeup with Adelaide United and, and, and what they're trying to do. And Dorigo's playing more advanced when really he's probably more of a six and this, that, and the other. But he's he's scoring. You know, he actually has been contributing a bit more with goals and he got the third one tonight as well. So yeah, more on that in a sec. But joining us for the very first time on the mini podcast, hopefully many more minis and other podcasts to come. New contributor here at Front Page Football, and we actually are going to get a Victorian perspective on uh, on what happened tonight as well. Jake Holub joins us uh, tonight. Jake, welcome to FPF, mate, and uh, yeah, welcome to the pod. Beautiful. Thank you very much for the introduction, and uh, yes. All right. Yeah. Um, that that was that was brief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I actually, you know what? I will. I will actually add on to the okay. uh, Rigo chat there because I totally agree. I, I I think he's been really, really good to offer. Like you know, in that one day, Isaias pivot, it's been very you know old and static. And I think yeah, yeah. he offers that yeah, yeah youthful mm. you know sort of flair and that you know that run forward. Like I think we saw it. You know, some disallowed goal. I think one game and their rebound is able to tap it in. So 
yeah, it's, it's mm. been a good addition to the midfield. So great, great. Yeah, and if you've come onto the podcast to listen to some Nesta Hirakunda um, praise and hype, then yeah, don't worry. We uh, we are definitely going to get to that. That this this kid is just just oh my god. Anyway, um, <laughs> the game itself. Um, so Adelaide get off to a shambolic start. I mean, the first fifteen and twenty minutes, I'm just kind of thinking right. So they're not this is this is why there's a gap this is why city are the benchmark they say you know and obviously this is what we do right we 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 watch games and we react every like 15 minutes to what the hell's going on but yeah and then they give away a really just a i, I don't even know what to explain that goal and then it's a short counter-attack city you give away things like that against them they're going to punish you all the time um and yeah one nil down and then they just I don't know what happened. Midway through that first half, Adelaide just turned it on and they were like, I don't know whether it was because of the crowd. I don't know, as Matt was saying, that whole Victorian thing. I don't know whether they thought this is a massive opportunity. We're 1-0 down at home to prove to the league that we're actually a serious team that should be taken you know, seriously come finals time because they just turned it on after that. They were absolutely superb in attacking sense. We've referenced again me and Antonis because we are, you know, we are the people here in SA uh, who follow the team very closely. But we've referenced that victory performance they had before the World Cup break, where they smashed them three 0 And for me, this was the best they've played since that by far. They were, and obviously Ibisuki, it was, it was, um, you know, obviously a massive uh, blow for him to to come off, and it doesn't look like it's 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 a great injury. Um, you know, he's he's obviously come off and he's had a bit of a bandage there after when they showed him in the stands after he's come back after having a shower. Um, and yeah, at the same time though, it kind of forced Hadley to not be this cross heavy, just get the ball out wide and hope for the best. Um, and I thought young Luki Ivanovic, I was a little bit disappointed that he had, he only played 45 minutes that he came off, but he's been tearing it up locally uh, with the young Reds in the MPLSA. And I was great to, you know, see him get a chance. Um, and yeah, he, he did, he did well. I thought leading the line, Goodwin and Halloran. I mean, Halloran, um, I think, Matt, you maybe made a point about this one messing during during the game that Halloran's got this knack of just, like, completely botching, not wide-open chances, but he de- he definitely does have this knack for overthinking things when it when it gets, you know, in the in the business end in the box. Um, and, yeah, but apart from that, I mean, they, they were creating chances. Um, the only thing was that second half, there was that brief period where Tilio scored the header and City got back into it, and Adelaide were receding. They were receding. They looked tired. Um, uh, but, you know, when you've got when you've got the best prospect, the best young prospect in Australia right now to bring off the bench, um, you know, there's there's no real problem, is there? I mean, we'll get to the goal in a minute, but it's just a it's just for me, people won't maybe notice this, but when you watch it back and you notice the technical side to what he actually had to do there, Rikunda, it's actually unbelievable. It's an incredible goal, seriously. Um, apart from obviously the sheer pace that he has, but that's my spiel, general spiel about the game. Uh, Matt, I'll bring you in. What's um. What were your main takeaways? What What do you think, big picture? Because I, I know you like to kind of maybe look at this thing a bit more. Like, what's what, what does this say about Adelaide moving forward? What does it say about Adelaide? Are they? Is it like this is serious? Is it more? It's a one off result where they were just playing under in this raucous crowd at home on a Friday night. How, how do you look at it? So, so the factor for me is is one of two things, um, and uh, it's two point five things. The, the point five I'll, I'll bring up after, but it's uh, okay. it starts out right with this this whole Friday night atmosphere, this whole anti-Victorian thing that that South Australians love to their core. There's there's that kind of atmosphere, which okay, it's about semantics, but it it's something real uh, in sport, no matter the context, and and that's all that's always going to cause the team to lift up. Another very crucial thing from a sort of off the pitch semantical view is is of um Carl Viet and all this news around Carl Viet getting an extension. That 
makes him a happy man. If he's a happy man, he's a happy motivator. If he's a happy motivator, the players are going to fire the week thereof. Carl Veer receiving some good news. And I know I'm not I'm not as much into the tactical analysis side. I, a lot of people know that about me. But you can't look at the sort of external factors and think that they actually played a very big part in Adelaide firing from, from go to woe. And, and another thing that I think is really important is the fact that Adelaide are now safely in this battle for second. So when I refer to another element that's now broadened Adelaide's mm-hmm. horizons, I'm actually talking about the fact that the Mariners and the Wanderers are playing this weekend. They are yep. playing tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, sorry. And uh, and what that does is it actually knocks one of those teams a little further out of contention, adds another spring in in the step for the Reds, and tells me that, to answer your question more directly, Christian, a lot of momentum for Adelaide now. My question is, you know, for all the all the, the negative uh, connotations that are around Carl Viet, how does he become Carl Viet 2.0? How does he take them to the next level? Now, is that is that a question for now going into a final so- race? Is it a question for next season? I don't so know. I think what Adelaide have shown in these last few games is that they can, and we saw it in the Wanderers game, was probably the best example of this, where they can they can score goals and they can they've got a lot of attacking talent which just hasn't really been consistently firing, and I don't think Carl's got the best out of it on a consistent basis. However, when they do, they can score four goals against the Wanderers of Melbourne City, which they've now done in two home games in a row. And they're both teams that are, they're competing with. I mean, you, you actually think about it like that. It's kind of like wow, like they they've actually just scored a hat full hat full of goals against against two teams that they could see in the business end of the season. But that's come at a cost of defensively having these massive moments of sorry, what's going on here, <laughs> right? So it's it's the it's the trade off. And um, yeah, look, Alex Popovich came out tonight. Um, which look personally, I didn't I didn't like. I, I would have liked to see you know Popper just kind of the, the faith. Uh, kept with him back there. Um, and yeah, but Lockie Barr comes in, he scores a goal. You know, you give, give him credit. I don't think Ben Warland is looking that assured in that back line, I have to say. I, I think they had it good when they had Barr and Popovich as that as that centre-back pairing for most of the season. Um, so I'd like that to kind of maybe come back in and 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 for them to find that solid base and again. We know yeah. that the centre-back pairing has been uh, an issue, an ongoing issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well, just just look, I, I know we want to chat Nestri, and I know we obviously want mm. um, Jake's opinion as well. Um, so there's two things I just want to point out on this. Just to refer back to the Halloran thing, I cannot believe, and it was a bit of a pattern going on through the start of the game where Adelaide were just that, that bit shaky going forward. But that one particular incident where he has dispossessed the city player essentially created a one-on-one for himself and then decided to pass the ball you have to question what you know an incredible winger and someone of Ben Halloran's experience is doing in that situation so I just wanted to mention it because you did and I didn't I know, get he, my right he, of reply he has those away. moments um, he does no he does he does yeah, yeah. But let me let me say this and um again we want to chat in S3 um just something that the A-Legs have been banging on and on about is you know you get these Garen Qual type characters you get these, you get these operators who, uh, you know, they they come into the league from such a young age and they really make this bursting impact. They've they've kind of got a bit of, bit of egg on their face. The A Leagues, they posted, uh, you know, in preparation for this game about Nestri Iran Kunda, uh, Iran Kunda, sorry, and they say Nestri Iran Kunda is on the rise. They then bring up a, a statistical graphic about the goal contributions per minutes played. And ironically enough, there's a big picture of Nestri Iran Kunda doing a, a scissor kick. But he's actually second on the list to Jacob Dows, the uh, from the Rubens Adkovich school. <laughs> sorry. Of... sorry, no, that is nothing against Jacob Dows, who I think is a pretty decent no, it's, footballer. It's not, but also, just how stupid does that look? You've got you've got this like poster boy image 
of Nestor Irunkunda doing mm. a scissor kick, and he's not even first on the list. <laughs> if you're going to bring up a statistical <laughs> basis, you know, at least put Jacob in the photo as well. TT Fair, there is actually another one where he is where he is in fact in the photo. But mm-hmm. who cares about Jacob Dows? Like, you know, no one's no one's having that conversation. And his emotional journey. I care about Jacob Dows's left foot though. Yeah, I want well, that I mean, thing. The, I want the, that the thing. Conversations you know, I've had about protect it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's we, a great we left should foot. look. Look again, Adelaide, Adelaide show, and we want we want Jacob to speak. Uh, we want Jake to speak. But just on on Jacob Dows, his story is not worth covering. So don't think that it isn't. And Ruben has had a lot to say about his his journey in an emotional sense. Ending, ending the Perth chat there. No more Perth <laughs> chat. I promise. No, no more. No more. <laughs> um, Christian, yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's where I'm at. So that, that's my bad. I, I, I yeah, I brought that on. Um, Jake, wh- let's let's start the Nesta stuff. Um, because I, I'm mindful of the time, of course, with the pod. But um, I mean, the goal. I'll just give my opinion on it because it's 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 like it's an ideal scenario for a player like Nesta, something like that, where it's kind of Adelaide in transition a little bit. He's basically just got to make a darting run inside behind the defender. And if the ball's good enough, he's just going to get there. Uh, Nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, really. Um, And then it comes. The ball's bobbling like up in the air a little bit. He has to control the ball on his thigh, I believe. And then it's still midway in the air. And then he finds the top corner on the run, on the run. Um, and he just wheels away as if it's like this is what I do on a on a weekly basis, which he, he actually kind of is doing at the moment. Um, so I mean, what what's your thoughts on on this kid? Because he is every just every week he just seems to be. It's like a new highlight reel. It's a new goal that's and it's going to be shared across the A League's platforms now for the next couple of days. He's he's just so exciting. The the fact that that goal almost looked just like casual to him just just shows it all like like that that's probably his i think uh simon hill said it that's the least impressive goal he scored that is an absolute joke there like it is again he, he just now, so he's all so over he, the top yeah. over, go for it go for it. no no so he did the interview with max burford uh the 10 reporter on the pitch at full time now don't quote me on this but i think he said something along the lines of yeah it's a tap in or something or like <laughs> He was just playing down the complexity of the goal. His confidence, and you, you see it all the time, um, is is second to none as well. Oh no, it's it's, it's ridiculous there. Like against experienced, you know, defender like Curtis Good, there, get him behind there, use the strength as a seventeen-year-old boy against Curtis Good. Mm. There on the left foot, he's he's almost dinked it over Tom Glover there, top corner. What what more can you say? Like this kid is. He's, he's making it look, you know, like it yeah. looks like he's playing FIFA career mode, you know, like it's it's ridiculous. Like he's just coming into these games and just absolutely fearless, which you love to see, you know. So, yeah, mm. brilliant from him. Again, it's just showing this consistency now. Like it's, you know, obviously, you know, maybe we need to see him, you know, start more, but, you know, when the fitness they'll come. But mm. it's, I, I don't know what to say, honestly. It's just, it's, it's, it's beyond a joke at this point, yeah. Yeah, so I'd be very surprised if he starts a game at all this season. Uh, I think Carl's been very clear about that, uh, and he said it again during the week, the presser, that um, basically, yeah, he just thinks he's too. it's too soon for him to start games um, and with his conditioning and, and this, that, and the other. Um, but yeah, hopefully next season, obviously, if he's still at the club, there's that as well, you know, if he doesn't get snapped up, um, which, you know, dare I say, that there probably is calls flying around about him for sure, um, particularly with with how often his goals are getting shared uh, to, to you know, social media and stuff. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I don't I don't know if we have to do this, but because Adelaide, Adelaide United kind of started this during the week. They did a tweet kind of, which kind of created this Irin Kunda versus um, Kual debate. Um, and 
if I just added my two cents with it, I don't think Garen Kowal has the same sort of power that Nestor Okunda has. No, I wouldn't say that. But what I would say is I think Garen Kowal is more of a creative uh, player than Nestor. I mean, Nestor at the moment, it, there's one criticism, but I mean, he's 16, 17 years old, right? So it's not really a criticism is that he still only has one role where he can play and play very well, which is as that kind of right-sided winger, I'm going to get the ball and I'm just going to take you to the byline or I'm just going to burst past you and, and score and create a chance, which for his age is still absolutely fantastic. But he's obviously still, in my opinion, got a long way to go if you can play a different position, if you can uh, you know, develop some kind of creative aspects to his game as well. But um, yeah, he's 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 absolutely phenom- phenomenal. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, Matt, did, did you want to add anything about, yeah, about yeah. Nesta? Uh, yeah. Lots of opinions. Um, can yeah. we not? Like, can we not? What? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we not do that, please? They're not. They're not in direct competition with each other. I'm not. Adelaide United yeah. do it during the no, week. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm. I'm not speaking to you. I am speaking to the yeah. entire Oz football community. Yeah. Can we please? I agree. Do, do not. Don't. They. They're not. You know. They're not. They're not playing against each other. They're. They're a similar mold of player. There's no. You know. Yeah. There's no denial of that. But you know. Just. Yeah, they're, unless they're directly competing for a senior soccer spot or they're competing as, you know, two heavyweights of the A-League for winning clubs or that kind of dynamic, I just don't, I don't want to hear it. And with with Qual going out to Newcastle, Iren Kunda, like you're saying, the calls are going around. Opera Sport are, be, are going to be putting up that post about his big La Liga move or something soon. You know, we can, we can see it coming. So mm. until we get that direct rivalry. Of the sport, what about FPF? Well, what's going on there? You know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at, but uh, yeah, of course, FPF would would get the the. Aussies abroad, mate. That's what we do. Anyway, we stole it directly from the DFS, but whatever. Who's the DFS? Who's the Who's the DFS? All right, conversation for another day. <laughs> oh my god, you've stumped me! I literally have you're using abbreviations that I don't know. Um. All right, so the, the DFS. I was the DFS's biggest love child. I was in their, I was in their Facebook comments day after day after day. It was the daily football show hosted by Football Sound- Victoria commentator Mark Van Aken and um, right. and Podular Media's um, Adrian Horton. I actually have heard of the daily football show, but when you use the abbreviation yeah. like that, which I'm not as familiar with, that that threw me off. Cool. And this is a really random tangent, which is taking up our time. Anyway, Matt, did you have anything else to add around the around the Nestle stuff? Yeah. Look. Um, I remember, you know, it must have must have been at some point last season when when Nestor just sort of came out of nowhere and 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 uh, you know scored scored on one of his first matches. And so I it started. Thinking, sorry, it started with the free kick at Newcastle. That was his first goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking at the time, like, the, this doesn't amaze me in any way because 15, 16 year olds, you know, they they come out of the Adelaide Adelaide Academy and they find themselves. Having this mm-hmm. massive impact at uh, at senior level, time after time after mm. time, and because we had the quals bursting out, we had Alu in in twenty one, we had you know Garang as well at the same time. I mean, what what gets me is that it just it was so unremarkable to see it happen again and again and again, and it actually took me a while to warm up to who Nestori Irunkunda really was. I don't know why I constantly say his full name. I just I'm yeah, I don't know of... why either. Just call him Nestor, man. Seriously, um... just call him just call him Nestor. Um, I, I to be fair, I call him Nectar Triandis, Nectar Triandis, and not Nectar as well. I don't know. It's just a thing. Um, but yeah, look, his his ability and the most remarkable thing about him is that he isn't he isn't remarkable and, and wasn't remarkable when he burst on the scene. But now he's coming into his own. He's becoming that player. He's becoming that man. 
and just look at look at look at the stats. You know, break down the impact that he has again in a mold to Garanqual where relevant to compare the two. They both have have really good impacts coming on as funnily enough an impact sub. So when you see uh, Nesta having that impact for Carl Viet, you understand and you appreciate more mm. about the management styles and you appreciate more about what he can do as a footballer. So yeah, a lot of good there to take away. But but tonight in particular, breaking that down. Um, yeah, well, well, I'm not sure that there is a lot to say because uh, because the team played so well. But um, yeah, Briol, just fantastic. Jake, are we? Is there a whiff of um, what's going on with Melbourne City? Is there like a little, like a slight little, just like you know, just like a pungent smell of kind of bad form? I, I don't know. You know, they had the, they had the loss in the derby, of course, um, and then they won last week, um, but. Uh, but you know, three two, so they're still kind of conceding a few goals. But and then they they've had this result where, to be honest, I think they just got they had a good period in the second half. But I think by that first fifteen minutes and by a ten minute period in the second half, I think Adelaide was a much better team. Oh, for sure. I I, I think it's almost been night and day since um what's his name? What's his name now? The, like like since I've lost Chris Norbo and yeah, his, yeah. that's his name because he's he's just not very remarkable, is he? Like. When Kiznorba was in there, it was just so clear what he was establishing to the team. Just so just 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 on them, you know what I mean? And I think we've noticed since then, like the, especially defensively, they've just been, I don't know, not as focused, not as like drilled. And uh, I think we really noticed, especially in the defensive, we've we noticed the change later on in the game when they've gone from their sort of 4-3-3 shape mm. to 4-3-3-1 with the two defensive mids. That really helped them because they were getting completely overloaded. They they had just had Aiden O'Neill at defensive mid, and he can't, you know, when you have a Diego, Clough, overload that midfield area, it's too much. Mm. So I, I think that was good to see, at least from Vidicic, keep forgetting his name, I don't know why. Um, it was Man, good to you see have that. a real hard time remembering Melbourne City managers and their last names. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to say, but... Uh, that was, yeah, that was not good for Patrick Casnorbo's PR, what just happened about, about two minutes ago. Yeah, um, can I also just right. say, Jake, not, not, to, not to interrupt, um, but look, I thought the same thing when Rado first came in and then I met him IRL at a, uh, at a press conference and he actually is a very lively guy. I think, I think you just have to see the nuance with him. That's all I would add. Hey, on the, on the, on the all access this week, it was kind of, you know, he's pretty sprightly on the sidelines that from what you'd actually probably, probably think. So yeah. Any, sorry, Jake, you, you were saying. Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. I just think in general, like. It's that all right, they're still a bloody good side. There's no doubt about that. The quality they have, Jamie McLaren obviously had an off day today, but you know we know most days he's, he's you know he's going to put away some of those chances. But it's they're looking almost unbeatable earlier this year. Now it's looking like you know like obviously they'll still probably end up winning the premiership, but finals time. Honestly, I think it's open. It really is open. You know whether it's Adelaide, whether it's Central Coast, whether you know Western Sydney. It really is open. Which you know I think it's great. Like obviously I'm a victory supporter, so I love to see City not dominate. But I think it's just good for the league in general because if you ask most people, you know, first five rounds would be like, yeah, City's got it. But yeah, no, so it's 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 an interesting you know, sort of spot uh, City are mm-hmm. in. Yeah, so here's a stat. Melbourne City have now conceded 14 goals in the last six games. Um, so the defensive drop-off is alarming, it has to be said. And look, they're still scoring a shit ton um, for sure. But I mean, Matt, what about... Because they, they obviously played uh, three weeks ago now in Perth and that was 4-2. Um, another one of those kind of yeah goal fests. Did you did you mm-hmm. notice anything from watching that game and then watching this game tonight that mm-hmm. you think you know is kind of is there anything of concern? Is it a personnel thing? Is it something that Rado's doing that was different to maybe what Kisnobo was doing? 
I think I think there's a few factors at play. Yeah. Um, I think that people have to remember that this has actually been in City's DNA for for quite a few years now, is yeah. is emphasizing the talent being in in attack. Um, the midfield has always been stacked. The forward line will have, will in fact always been stacked. I am gonna go as far back as the Aaron Moy, Harry Navio, Bruno Fauna Rolling. That was a fun team. Years ago. That was a fun team. It was a fun team, but defensively, who, who did they have? Yeah, true. Jack Clisby <laughs> was in that team. You know what I mean? Like, like they've they've never actually isn't isn't there the Jack Clisby rejuvenation going on out west? Or no, mate? Why are you so asking me Perth dream. questions? Here? You, you, no, <laughs> we're not doing this. <laughs> because of course I'm going to go on a rant. Um, oh, but look, look, it, they're fortunate that they've had some 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 pretty key figures like Scott Jamison, who obviously sticks out as someone who can be a rock at the back. But you look at look at sort of the performance patterns and you look at the recruitment, I think defensively there's always been a lot to ask for and it's going to get more exposed when you're playing the Mariners away, when you're playing Western Sydney away, when you're playing Adelaide away, who are these really exciting teams who always pack a punch and you don't have the defensive nous for that. Yeah, it's a problem. Rado's changeover, look, he's not going to be solid goal. Actually, I'd be quite concerned if he was, if he did have that Midas touch that everyone else in the city football group does because he still has time to mop. You know, he's, he's still at the end of the day, he's still just taking over that team, right? Yes. He's been confirmed permanent now and and everything else, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's, it's part of the DNA. It's part of the team forming a new identity. It's part of Rado's management. It's part of the fact that the recruitment's gone a certain way. There's plenty of factors at play, but is it something to be concerned about? Only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just finish by saying that, Adelaide are now, yeah, well and truly on their best run um, since from, yeah, December 2015 to March 2016, um, which, of course, was the year they won They won their uh, their only championship. So, yeah, definitely definitely an interesting narrative uh, brewing there. Um, okay, let's move on and talk about the, the rest of the games of the round. So, uh, today, of course, by the time the pod comes goes up, uh, we've got the Big Blue tonight, uh, and then we've got Wellington, Newcastle, followed by a doubleheader with the Wanderers, Mariners, West United, Perth Glory as well on Sunday, MacArthur, Brisbane Raw. All right, what, um, you know, Jake, let's, let's, let's say, you know what? Yeah, since, since you can give a victory perspective, big blue. Um, this, this feels like a kind of important big blue. I, I don't know. I, I, I'll be watching it, um, for sure. Um, and yeah, what's, what's your, what's your take? I guess just give a bit of a victory perspective on it. Oh, huge game. Um, not been our best couple of weeks recently, obviously excluding the, you know, the the city derby. But you know, it's unlikely at this stage, but we can still make finals. Believe it or not, you know, it's mathematically possible. So this is absolutely crucial, and it's you know obviously going to be big for Sydney too. You know that the, they're I think they're sixth at the moment, if I can remember. Um, so they're still definitely in that fight around you know sort of like that area there. So yeah, it's going to be a big game for either team to make finals. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, like I'm. Um, I, I think we can do it. Like, you know, look, look in the City game. We've been decently good in these big games and we really need to step up. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, I'm sure Sydney are going to be really up for this. You know, I think I've seen a lot of promotion around Sydney as well. Like, mm. I, th- I think they're going to be fired up. So I'm expecting a good game. Um, I think a lot of goals. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not getting very confident. But who knows, you know, a final, you know, here we get a win, a couple more. Who knows? We'll make finals. But as long as we just don't get the wooden spoon, I just... We just don't want the wooden spoon. So this year, big game for us. Has anything? Have you noticed anything maybe different in recent weeks? Do you think? Do you think victory? Because they do seem to be playing a little bit better. To be fair, um, is I mean, as the silver maybe is that 
made a massive change from a defensive side of things. Uh, is there anything else that you've noticed? Yeah, I think the Silver's been fantastic. Obviously, we've had Bozanovsky, Spiranovic, Timotheu, like probably not as good. You know, we've, we've been able to partner him and Miranda. They've looked fantastic. But I think also we had this sort of weird sort of transition state. We're playing like a five at the back. Like Bruma was like a center mid. It was a bit iffy. Relanta was playing as a wing back at one point, which was bizarre. Oh, yeah. no. Don't get me just don't get me started on that. That was that was a strange little period in our season that's really hit us off track. But yeah. obviously Brim has gone down now, which is biggest pain in the ass. Um wait, am I allowed to swear in here by the way? Sorry. Uh yes. <laughs> Prefer not or I'll, I'll try I'll try to restrict, but uh that was not ideal. Okay. Um <laughs> but, but 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 I think the transition back to sort of the four through three one, having Brim at that ten roll, be able to create a little bit better. It has worked, it's worked a lot better. And I, I think, to be fair, Fornaroli, I haven't been the biggest fan of him, but I think he has helped. You know, he's just he's just been able to get those goals, which is just what we need. You know, we've really struggled on forward. So we've, we've looked a little bit better, but I think there's still these underlying problems. Like, we've, we just don't look the same. Brillante's really dropped off. We don't have Marchand in midfield anymore. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's coming back for this one. But, yeah, uh, we, we've looked a little bit better, but I think there's still just that underlying problem. I don't necessarily know what it is, but, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, I think it's a huge game, a huge game. Uh, for Sydney as well, you're right. They're, they're still in that kind of, um, yeah, not not no man's land, but they're, they're just, yeah, in, in that, in the, right in the middle, right in the hunt of that kind of sixth and, and, and fifth spots. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to be kind of caught up in that, particularly with uh, with Adelaide winning tonight. And then if, if one of the Wanderers and Mariners win, then then that kind of, you know, helps helps those teams start to pull away from from the rest of the six. So, yeah, they're, they're right in the mix there. Um, Okay. Let's talk about um, the that game there that I just mentioned, the Wanderers and Mariners, because um, Matt, this is a, this is a big opportunity I think for for one of these teams to kind of join Adelaide now and maybe yeah, you know, potentially if there's any sort of chase down of City, look, I don't see it personally. I think they are still too far ahead, but um, second spot is definitely very much up for grabs, and of course that that home that home semi final, so um, not home semi final, but of course you've got the two legs, but um more having the week off yeah is 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 what you get so um yeah what's what's your thoughts on that yeah, look, i think it's i think it's sort of funny in a way because i think the 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 two met for a really big bumper clash uh you know whenever it was a few weeks ago and the exact same sort of issue persisted whoever mm. won it was going to get this leg up on on having that hold on on second place ironically enough this game because it's not just adelaide it's also the phoenix who who are knocking around and will have mm. In my opinion, a probably a pretty comprehensive win over the Pappas uh, Pappas Ball um, earlier in the day um, today. So you know, we we obviously we see that impact um, that that could have, and it means for the loser the stakes are so 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 high, and it actually becomes a battle for second within Factor Adelaide, which uh, had been something that was brewing for a while. You know, I, I look at it on paper, and I just think, you know, Rudan is. Rudan's been the one who, poetically enough, has, has turned the Wanderers tight around. The Mariners kind of losing their way a bit. Spoke with uh, with Nick Montgomery, obviously, at the last Perth home game. And you just sense a little Matt, bit Matt of, speaks to um, a lot of coaches, just in case anyone didn't realize. I speak to a lot of coaches now, yes. Um, you know, I, I just sensed that he was losing his way a bit. Not, not, in the, not in the it's about to become a disaster, but mm-hmm. in a... I'm going to start blaming external factors. And I don't know why, when you're leading the Mariners revolution and you're a Mariners fan favorite, why you go with that language. Yes, Nectar is off at the under-20s Asian Cup. It's 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 defensively, it's a disaster with Brian getting his red cards and mm. everything else. 
look, I get it. I get it. And it puts the Mariners in a really sticky situation. But to just come out and openly blame that, I mean, it's it's just weird. And it's not Monty. It is it is not the Monty that we all know. So okay. um inclined to think the Wanderers win this and they get the leg up um, mm-hmm. just because of what, what what's going on there. But, yeah, huge game and um, certainly should be an exciting one. Should be um, a good crowd. Should be a good crowd as well, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. That's yeah. right. Always have to put the hopefully in there. Um, but Mariners, interestingly, um, since so they had that two-all draw against the one. I mean, since they beat – so they beat MacArthur on the 13th of January. Then you've got – let's have a look here. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So it's actually one win in six uh, since they beat MacArthur on the 13th of January. Um, so, you know, it's it's kind of, yeah, you know, you can understand maybe why there are some potential, if any, frustrations from, from Nick Montgomery. And um, yeah, just, you know, even you go back, Matt, we had that, that mini that we did after they beat the Raw 2-1 when really it was probably a game that could have could have just been a simple draw, to be honest. Um, and if that was a draw, I mean, you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at six games without a win. So, um, they, yeah, it's probably not being talked about much, but they are on a little bit of a slide, uh, the Mariners and, and dare I say with, you know, with the form of the form of Adelaide and the Wanderers, uh, if that continues to go in the, in the upward direction, then, um, they could be, yeah, they could be left in the wilderness, but, um, uh, Matt, I'll, I'll Quick get you to talk- the other games. What's that? Quick foot. We're going to do some quick fire on the other games. We do. We've got we've got about probably five minutes. I'll let you do a very quick uh, preview for Perth Glory and Western United. Um, yeah, because I can um, I can do it in like twenty seconds if you really want me to. So not much to be said. You think? Uh just just look at what's going on at both clubs. Like um, Western Western have a very bizarre record in Ballarat, and I can't shake the feeling that traveling out there just gets to them. Hey. Um, the women's team and the men's team, they've both had some very sketchy mm. results in Ballarat. They do go into the game favourites and understandably so. Perth, uh, look, um, Ruben did the, the midweek press conference remotely. The boys have spent the week in Melbourne. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's not too hard to say, but both teams. And I mean, you look at the, you look at the ladder. can't believe we're, uh, we're not we. Perth uh, in 10th. We've got to be careful with my language there. Um, you know, <laughs> Perth, Perth are in 10th now, um, but the win, you know, could put them one point from the six. Very weird dynamic going on there. You just don't know what to think. And it, and it could potentially set a bit of a slippery slope. External factors, assault allegations aside, none of that. Don't mm. want to hear it. Western United, I mean, yeah, come on. We've, we've, we've spoken. We've, we've said what we've needed to say. But what a win could do for either side, that's where the question comes up. Does, I'm, does... I'm honestly... This has boring yeah. nil-nil or boring one-one draw yeah. all over it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Does the Noah Botic um, emergence get you at least? You know, is that does that one thing that excites you about this Western United team? I've been saying it since day dot. Noah Botic did not emerge during the 2022-23 A League season. He emerged at the Brazil Under 17 World Cup in that is 2019. True. That is true. We were absolute heroes in that campaign. The win over Nigeria will stay very long in the memory. All right, I don't want to hear any. Oh no, I've hit a nerve. I've hit a nerve. Been on the scene for a long fucking time. Look, okay, Jesus, that triggers you. Did not talk about Noah (laughs) Potage emerging this season in front of Matt Olson. My God, no. Um, Youth academies and all that stuff. I mean, we could we could have the conversation. We really could. Look, Knicks will beat the Jets. Western and Perth will be a draw. The Wanderers will beat the Mariners. The Big Blue, both about the emergence of either. Whoever wins, they have that momentum going for them. And good on the respective uh, the respective manager and the respective squad in that sense, whoever wins that game. MacArthur and Brisbane. Uh, you want to that's, talk about that's Western? A, man, <laughs> that, 
Sorry, I've just I've just remembered like the, the kind of different the, the situations going into that game with McCarthy yes. and Brisbane. It's just you, you talk like, about you talk well. about Western and Perth being this really dire game. Oh, I mean Nick Green. Can we just can we just Nick Green and Milo oh, no. Stojowski are going to be on the sidelines for this one, mate? They talk about the poor crowds in Macarthur. I honestly hope two hundred people show up. Neither club deserves it at the moment. They don't. They don't. They just straight up don't. <laughs> So can we, can we know, talk I'm about thinking... the fact that Dwight York is still wrecking, <laughs> wrecking havoc in MacArthur, even though he left like a month ago? And uh, and all this stuff that's going on with Azani now and, and whatever else. And look, what's I'm happened with Azani? Have I missed that? My God. Uh, well, it's it's more just it's more just that there, there's been murmurs of him being quite unhappy yeah. behind the scenes. But I think yeah. anyone who steps foot in that football club at the moment has right to be unhappy behind the scenes. But Brisbane, Brisbane, they did get their win. Um, yeah. This is uh, this is something to say that there's some momentum on their side, but for goodness sake, you had a man who could grind out a draw against tough opponents. He's gone now, replaced Matt, with what? Matt, replaced the Nick the Nick Green revolution is well and truly underway, and it's kickstarted last week with hundred percent win record, mate. Don't forget that's that. That's right, mate. That's right. Jake, I need to I need to speak to you off air. All right, don't don't give me that shit. Nick Nick Green Nick Green should not be anywhere near a professional football club. All right, and it's and it's quite serious. It it is it is the things I've the things I've heard. I mean, yeah. Right, so yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So anyone listening, if you ever get a chance to meet Matt Olson, don't mention Noel Bottich as as an emerging emerging prospect this season, and don't mention Nick Green uh, getting a uh, getting a job uh, with with Brisbane Raw because basically he's just going to start ranting at you. Okay. Uh, so just some life advice there. Any prediction for that for that MacArthur Brisbane game, which does not seem appetizing at all? Um, draw, draw, draw. But but I mean, you know, it's it's funny because there's you've got you've got players like Nikola Milayosnich. You know, your Danny, uh, not Danny, so your, your Daniel Azani. Should he play? Uh, where you know they could they could change a game in an instant, you know what I mean? So if, if guys like that, Carlo Armiento, I mean, if these guys mm. have a good game, mm. we could be in for an interesting watch, but for the external factors of what's going on at both clubs, I hope it's a nil-nil in front of 200 people. Jeez. Well, we're supposed to be promoting the A-League on here. Fuck no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jake, we'll we'll finish with you. Just uh, give us your brief predictions for, yeah, for the rest of the games of the round, uh, and, then, uh, and then we'll wrap it all up. All right, I'll keep it nice and snappy. Wellington, expecting them to win. Western Sydney uh, versus Mariners. I'm actually expecting a draw there. Mm. Western United versus Perth. I'm actually dipping Perth there. Sydney, victory, draw, I'm going to say. And MacArthur, raw, nil-nil draw. Easy. All right, easy. Let's uh, let's wrap this one up then. Front page all, make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Front PG Football, Facebook as well, Front Page Football, and uh, LinkedIn as well. If you want to check us out on there, I have to remember this week to plug TikTok because Cody was on here last week and he had a go at me for not uh, plugging TikTok. So check us out on TikTok. Um, yeah, and uh, of course the website frontpagefootball.net. Uh, and yeah, make sure you're tuning into these minis because I think they're getting increasingly more banterous uh, with more inside jokes week on week. Um, and if you've got any suggestions for uh, something that I could put in front of my microphone for next week's mini, uh, then then comment it uh, on the post. Source bottles. Um, yeah, maybe I'll put source bottles or something. Matt's got Powerades. Jake, you could put, I don't know, freaking, I, I got no idea. Yeah. I, I can't I can't think of anything to be honest. I'll think of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can think of something. All right, easy, boys. Thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, yeah, for everyone listening uh, to us right now, yeah, make sure you stay tuned for the mini next week. <laughs>